Welcome to Radio Curious. I'm host and producer, attorney Barry Vogel. And welcome to part two in our series, Greed is Now Respectable. We visit again with attorney Prescott Cole, employed by California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform, a nonprofit agency based in San Francisco, California. The goal of California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform is long-term care, justice, and advocacy. Their website, canhr.org, has sections on elder abuse, elder financial abuse, Medi-Cal, finding a nursing home, and lawyer referral, among many others. The CANR phone number within California is 800-474-1116. And outside of California, the number is 415-974-5171. This conversation with attorney Prescott Cole was recorded from his office in San Francisco on June 9, 2011. We discuss what a reverse mortgage is and the grave and potential economic and social consequences to which purchasers of a reverse mortgage are exposed. We talk about annuities, what they are, what they cost, and why an annuity is a poor investment for seniors. We include a discussion of how veterans eligible for aid benefits have been lured into giving away their assets in an attempt to become eligible for these aid benefits. We began our conversation when I asked Prescott Cole to tell us about reverse mortgages. Well, you know, reverse mortgages are loans. That's what they are. They're very expensive loans, and they have to be expensive because the lender doesn't get the money back until the borrower either dies or permanently moves out of the house. So it's sort of a time unknown for the lender. And in return for that, uh, the borrower is getting money, but at a very, very high rate of interest. What is that rate of interest? Well, it, uh, it depends. Uh, they have a, a method for pegging the exact interest rate at a certain day, but the important thing to know is they run from 5 to 8%, and these are compounding interest loans. So, for example, if it was a 6% loan and the borrower took out $100,000, that means in 10 years, 6% compounding over 10 years, you'd owed back 181000 and change. And that's not even bringing in the loan origination fees and some other costs that are associated with the loan. So essentially this, if you borrow $100,000, in 10 years you'll owe back about $200,000. So if you have a house that's worth $200,000, you take out $100,000 as a loan, well, within 10 years you have sold your house, your $200,000 house, for $100,000. And what happens if you're still alive after you've taken out that $100,000 over the course of 10 years? Well, that's it. You know, they say, they who, the folks that sell these loans, seniors don't have to worry. Incidentally, you have to be 62 years of age or older in order to qualify. Everybody on title, by the way, has to be 62 years of age or older. And they say that you don't have to worry because you don't uh, have to move out of the house until either, of course, you die or you 
you, you move out of the home and are out of the home for 12 months or more. That's both parties who own the house have to die or move out. Yeah, the last person on the loan. The loan's not going to be due till everybody on the loan title, uh, everybody on the title of the property is either dead or moved out of the home. So okay. that's what's being told, but that's not true. And that's where the big trap is in reverse mortgages. Trap is this. If you think that you don't have anything to worry about because regardless of how much money you took out and you can't take out any more money, no worries because you don't have to pay back the loan until you die or your estate would pay it back or you move out of the house, you're wrong because you have three continuing financial obligations. And if you don't pay your property taxes, that's an absolute. If you don't pay your insurance on the property, and if you don't maintain the property, you go into default. And with default, where does that point to? Foreclosure. Currently, there's something like 30,000 reverse mortgages that are in default. And this is completely contrary to the advertisements out there that seniors don't worry about anything. You don't have to leave your house ever again. It's your house for as long as you want it. Nonsense, not true, big trap. Well, what happens then if uh, you get $100,000 for 10 years and you owe $200,000, but you're healthy and want to stay there? Is there an issue? No, there's no issue so long as you keep on paying your property taxes, your, your property insurance, and maintain the home. So let's say somebody who's 65 years of age, you know, uh, 10 years goes by pretty fast. Suddenly you're 75 years of age, no more equity in the home. What are you going to do? Incidentally, Barry, 83% of the reverse mortgage loans are taken out in lump sum, which means they've taken out all the equity. They'll never get anything else out of the home. And they're just there essentially as squatters, they, as squatters that have to pay for property insurance, property taxes, and maintenance. And when they don't, they go into default. That's what's to watch out for. So that $100,000 in our example of a $200,000 home, that 83% of people who buy reverse mortgages receive in a lump sum, what do they do with that money? Well, that's their business, and hopefully they have business good decisions, uh, but that, that could be uh, an avenue. Reverse mortgage equity can be a, a good avenue for the financial predator because you've taken out money. What are you going to do with it? In San Francisco, unbelievably, a reverse mortgage was taken out and was spent on the Canadian lottery. Uh, you could have the ne'er-do-well family members that put pressure on an elder to get the money out, and then they have some project and, well, goes belly up. Seniors stranded in their home, and there's, there's just no more money. That could, be, that could be a very, very big problem. There's another big problem for society in this uh, because, you know, when you take a look at some of these homes, and I, I saw the stat where at least a third of the elders have other people living in the homes with them. So who else is living in the home? I mean, somebody else besides the spouse. Someone who's not on the deed, who doesn't own title Correct. to the home. Yeah, you know where I'm going on this, because when everybody on the title is either dead or out of the house, everybody gets evicted. That's an absolute, because nobody can pay back these loans. These are, these are loans that low-wealth individuals, low-wealth families would take out. Because the loans are so expensive, you would never go to a reverse mortgage. 
if you had other financial assets that you can grab onto. And for instance, if you have a $100,000 CD and you cash it in a 12-month CD, the penalty, Barry, for cashing out a 12-month CD is the loss of three months worth of interest. That's nothing. But if you get a $100,000 out of your home, because of the high cost, by the way, if you take $100,000 out, say you have a property that's worth $350,000, you take $100,000 out, um, you know, that money starts to have interest. But if you took out a reverse mortgage and you didn't even take out a penny, right out of the bat, you owe about $12,000, $10,000 uh, to $12,000. For what? Uh, for loan origination fees and other fees associating with getting the loan going. Including the fee of the people who come into your living room and try and sell you this product. Well, now we're in another world. We're in the world of the financial predator, and the financial predator will encourage a senior to take out a reverse mortgage so they have a lump of cash, and then they can go anywhere. One of the worst things a senior can do is use the money and put it into a deferred annuity. I want you to tell us why it's one of the worst things, but can you define a deferred annuity for us in everyday language? Okay, well, essentially it's this. It's you turn over a lump of cash to an insurance company, and in turn of your, in, in exchange for that, the insurance company will promise you either a stream of money for life or... They might just keep the money, and when they give it back, they give it back with interest. The kinds of annuities that they call deferred annuities are the annuities that tie up the money for a number of years, and interest happens, uh, you know, is accruing, and then at a certain distant time, then the money is given back to the individual with the interest, and the taxes are deferred. It's all about taxes because... Let's take an example of, um, oh, you know, somebody who would want to do this would be a younger person that makes a lot of money and has a huge amount of money in the bank. And that or, money in perhaps, the bank uh, or perhaps a child who was injured as a young child and would like to have college money uh, 10 to 15 years out. Correct. The whole idea about the deferred annuity is the money's locked up until in the future, then it's unlocked, and then you get it makes sense for a child or somebody who's young and paying taxes on the interest in the bank that the annuity, I mean, I'm sorry, that the, that the asset's making, yeah, you would want to wait till you're retired, and at that time, boom, the money comes out, and you're taxed at that time. It makes absolutely no sense for an 80-year-old to buy a deferred annuity that matures 20 years into the future. We had a case that came through here where a man, 93-year-old, put $650,000 into an annuity that matures in the year 2063. The agent made $74,000 for less than four hours' worth of work, and uh, the fellow died, as we all die, but he died, and the, the heirs, the kids, would have had to wait until 2063 to get the money but they didn't want to do that. So what they did, and this is what happens with annuities, deferred annuities, if you need the money, you can get the money with what's called a surrender penalty that chops away at uh, quite a bit of, the, um, uh, of, of your, the money that you gave originally. 
in the instance of this person, it was over $100,000 in surrender penalties, which took into account the $74,000 plus that the, um, the agent made, plus a diff, you know, the various amounts of other uh, costs associated with administrative fees that accompanied this particular transaction. So with the deferred annuity, you, the money's locked up, can't get to it if you need it, surrender penalty. Now, that is why you would never use a reverse mortgage to get an annuity. The annuities, and I didn't mention this, but here it comes, they only pay one and a half, two percent that's what they're paying now, interest. One and a half, two and a half percent interest. If you use a reverse mortgage equity, which is costing you six, seven, eight percent compounded. compounded interest, yeah, to buy a product that pays one percent, two percent, you'd be a fool. But um, nevertheless, it's legal for these people to go out and sell these kinds of annuities. I want you to tell us about the scams, and uh, you said something earlier that I want you to expound on, and that is we had a case come through here. I do want to say that in this edition of Radio Curious, we're talking with Attorney Prescott Cole, who works with the California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform, based in San Francisco. That's the here where the case comes through. And I'd like you to tell us, Prescott, about the work that California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform do. But let's be sure to save some time to talk about a little more about annuities and a particular veterans aid program that can also get people into an economic bind that is terrible. So tell us about uh, CANR, California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform. And let me say, this is Radio Curious, and I'm host and producer, Barry Vogel. Thanks. Well, CANR was started 27 years ago, and we're a consumers' rights advocate group. And what we do is we track all the nursing homes in California. We also track the residential care facilities. And if a consumer or their family members want to know about these facilities, what their histories are, uh, we help them with that. We have a group within our group called the Advocates Unit. We have our website, which is www.cannr.org. We have all these fact sheets on what you need to know uh, about long-term care issues. There's no charge for talking to us. We're a nonprofit. We're funded by grants membership. And, you know, the information that we have is downloadable, and it's in Chinese, it's in uh, Spanish. We have uh, that group within our group. They'll answer questions on our 800 number. And again, no charge. Uh, we follow these kinds of issues. We also follow issues about how do you pay for long-term care. Before you get into how you pay for long-term care, can you give us the 800 number if people would like to call oh, yeah, you thanks. with questions? Uh, yeah, that's the kind of salesman I am. We're at one 800 474 1-800-474-1116. That's good throughout California. If you're outside of California, it's 415-974-5171, 415-974-5171. And I was just going to mention, because we follow the Medicaid or Medi-Cal program for paying for long-term care, we know about that. We talk to consumers about it, and that's where we run into financial elder abuse. That's where we run into the serial predators who are uh, preying upon 
a senior's lack of knowledge about how do you pay for a nursing home, because let's face it, their two major fears are running out of money and going into nursing homes. So that's the target for the predator, and we know the right information. And unfortunately, the seniors who are looking for the information, if they go to a seminar, if they uh, get picked up by one of these insurance agents, um, you know, tough luck for them. But nevertheless, that's what brought me into the world of financial elder abuse some 16 years ago when I got here. Prescott, can you tell us um, things that people should be aware of uh, in case they find themselves at a seminar or an insurance salesman uh, is able to come into their living room? First of all, you should never find yourself at a seminar, and you should never let an insurance agent into your living room if you're a senior. Meet the, uh, if you have to talk to insurance salespeople, meet them in some neutral ground. If they're in your home, you have no place to retreat to, and unfortunately, there's uh, enough people out there to be worried about so that if you get an insurance agent in there and they're not a good player, you're in trouble. Describe what you mean, you're in trouble if they're not a good player and no place to retreat to. Yeah, they, they will wear you down, and you have no idea about what the truth is. And, you know, if it gets into uh, a tussle later on, well, you think they said this, it's a he said, she said. Classically, there's nothing that uh, you can do to extricate yourself from these situations. Now, the law to protect seniors who buy insurance, it's great. It's on the books, but nobody can use it except the Department of Insurance. California has exactly one full-time attorney for senior issues. We have 240,000 insurance agents. We have 4 million seniors, and there's only one. So not a lot of help there if you get in trouble. And all the law does is really give the, 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 the muscle to the Department of Insurance. Here's a, a, an ego question. We have a senior uh, who's tough. Uh, they've they've lived a good life. Uh, they can understand uh, when somebody is trying to pull the wool over their eyes. And you're telling me that uh, skilled people come in and will wear them down. How do they wear them down? Well, first of all, I mean, you know, I, when I, way back when I was a kid, I thought I was a good trumpet player. And my dad said, you know, the best amateur is no match for the worst professional. And that's kind of something that sticks with me. You know, you have no chance against one of these professionals. You don't. I mean, seniors who don't know, they're asking questions, and they're going to seminars because they don't know uh, the information, and they want to know the information. So the person giving the seminar is a professional, and they can just work these people over. They manipulate them. They know how to use scare tactics, use fear, use anger, use greed. And you get these seniors so confused. And at the same time, you're building trust. You have to build trust. There's the, the, the ones that are doing the bad, the bad activity, they actually are socially, they're social geniuses. They can make these connections with the seniors. I was at a, um, a bankruptcy hearing for this guy that he had 6,500 uh, 6, creditors. He was charging seniors $10,000, $15,000 for, I guarantee to qualify you for benefits. He made millions of dollars, declares bankruptcy, and the reason he wanted to go into bankruptcy was so he would have wiped out all of his obligations to these people and just keep going. 
I was at the bankruptcy hearing representing somebody, and what I found during the break, by the way, this was an amazing occurrence because at most bankruptcies you might have a spouse or an upset ex-business partner. Nobody shows up to them, really. Here we had over 200 seniors that were packed in the creditors' hearing, and what I saw during the break was amazing. It was the people that this fellow had burned around him. They were angry with him, but they loved him. And a couple of people came up to me. is unbelievable. Two of them said, you know, I have appointments with him once at tomorrow. Should I, should I have that appointment? He wants $250 an hour for his time. You know, the guy had that kind of a connection with these people. And, you know, once they're connected, it's very difficult to have these people come to the realization that they've made a mistake, they're in trouble, um, and what do they do? How are they going to turn? Those people all lost their money, all of them. Prescott Cole, let's uh, change our direction here a little bit and right. uh, talk about a program for veterans called the Veterans Aid and Attendance Benefits. Aid to help and attendance, uh, someone to be there for them. Right. Well, this is, this is really a sad, sad situation in that this is a program. It's been going on for years. Uh, it's a wonderful program for veterans, uh, senior veterans who we're in the military for 90 days and one day during the time of war. Well, if they're a low wealth and they have low income, this is a program where they can get some money, like a pension, and that money, they can use that money to take care of themselves. This is a federally funded program? Yeah, it's part of the veterans program. And, you know, let's say you're in home and you, uh, you would qualify for this program and you need to have somebody come into your home to help you out. Um, that you could possibly get some money for that. Or if you go into assisted living, you could get some money to help you pay for assisted living. And this is how the program works in a nutshell, which is low wealth for them means basically less than $80,000 assets. House doesn't count, so you can have a house and less than $80,000. And also you have an income that is below what the pension would be. And the pension, make it easy, there's a couple of different categories, but just take a single veteran, a widow, a widower, who makes, um, uh, they would say you would be entitled to the special pension of 1644 a month, $1,644 a month. So if you make less than that, if you have income that's less than that, we'll make up the difference. Like a less pack. than sixteen forty-four a month. If it's a um, thousand, let's say, uh, the pension would make up the six hundred and sixty-four dollars. Six hundred forty-four, exactly. Right. So you, at the end of the at the end of the month, you have our sixteen hundred and forty-four dollars. That's that. And the interesting thing about how they calculate income, they take the gross income. And they subtract from that all reoccurring, non-reimbursed medical expenses. So let's say you make $2,000 a month, but you're spending $1,000 a month on uh, reoccurring, non-reimbursed medical expenses. That means your countable income is $1,000. They'll make up the difference. They'll give you the patch to get to the 1644. So what's the catch? Well, the catch is that's fine. In fact, if you want to apply, if you, if you want the benefit and you qualify because you have less than $80,000 in low income, you just go to the veteran's office and they'll fill out the paperwork. It's free. It's absolutely free. Okay? Here's the deal. You have all of these insurance agents who have discovered this pension program. 
And what they're doing is they're trolling the senior centers. They're trolling residential care facilities, assisted living, you know, the board and care, senior centers, whatnot. And they're looking to find seniors, senior veterans, that don't qualify. And they don't qualify because they have too much money. That's the target. The target is a senior who has $500,000. Wait, wait, you say, or you think. You know, you can't qualify unless you have less than $80,000. Aha, they say they will help you. They will artificially impoverish the senior. They will artificially impoverish them by uh, this little song and dance, which is really to, to move the money off as a supposed gift to a child or something. But the child immediately turns around, locks it up, in a in a in an irrevocable trust, and then they have to make sure it's a non-income generating trust. Some nonsense. But they, the way you get a non-income generating tr- uh, a, a trust going, they say, is to lock the money up in dun, 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 deferred annuity. All right. So if you get five hundred thousand dollars into a deferred annuity, the agent is going to make ten, fifteen percent on that. Depends on how long they put that uh, that timeline on the deferred aspect of the annuity. So you make fifty, sixty thousand dollars. And so what does the veteran get? The veteran gets sixteen hundred dollars a month at maximum, right? Gave away half a million dollars, so they get sixteen hundred dollars a month for the rest of their life. Doesn't sound like a really good deal. That's a problem in case the veteran wants more money and the money is locked up in a in a irrevocable trust well if you want to break an irrevocable trust you know Barry you're an attorney what would you charge to break an irrevocable trust and then from there now you broke the trust open what's next you got to break open the deferred annuity crack that thing and then there's the surrender penalty you'll lose 50 60,000 uh, on that Depends on what the surrender penalty is. Prescott Cole, I want to thank you for being with us on Radio Curious. And in a few words, is there an outline that seniors should be aware of to protect themselves from financial predators? I would say this. Uh, they can go online into our website, up our homepage, looking for elder financial abuse. We have a whole section with a lot of information that covers most of this. Okay, and is there a book uh, that you could recommend to our listeners? I would say it's time, if you haven't, to go into P.G. Wodehouse. P.G. Wodehouse uh, wrote a whole series, Jeeves the Butler. Look at the leisurely, farcical English class for the 1920s. Good escape reading. And with enough troubles that we have today, why get more serious than that? It's really it's fun. It's farce. It's fun. Prescott Cole from the... California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform, based in San Francisco. Thanks for being with us on Radio Curious. Barry, it was a pleasure. Thank you for the invitation. Attorney Prescott Cole is employed by California Advocates for Nursing Home Reform, a nonprofit agency based in San Francisco, California, whose goals are long-term care, justice, and advocacy. Their website, canhr.org, has many sections relative to what we have discussed in this edition of Radio Curious. The CanR phone number within California is 800-474-1116. And outside of California, it is in area code 415-974-5171. 
The books that Prescott Cole recommends are those written by P.G. Woodhouse. This interview was recorded on June 9, 2011. All editions of Radio Curious are free for anyone, anywhere, to listen, download, and enjoy. There are about 400 archive editions on our website, www.radiocurious.org. You may subscribe to our podcast at our website. Our email is curious at radiocurious.org. Snail mail is post office box 7, Ukiah, U-K-I-A-H, California, 95482. And the phone is 707-462-6541. You've been listening to Radio Curious. Christina Anastat is the associate producer. I'm host and producer Barry Vogel. Thank you for listening.